support your favorite local businesses during this challenging time at supportlocal.usatoday.com. Buy a gift card now. Use it later and help save a business or two. Buy a gift card at supportlocal.usatoday.com. The coronavirus pandemic has hit full swing in Tennessee. Welcome to Grand Divisions. This is the week of March 30th. I'm Joel Ebert. And I'm Natalie Allison. We, as you have noticed, have been off the air for a few weeks now. Uh, We just looked back and our last episode actually uh, came right after the tornadoes struck. March 10th. It was the week after. Yeah. um, And that was a, a significant development that now looking back, Seems like it was eons ago. It it feels like it was much more than a few weeks ago. Um, th- during that episode, we we talked about the devastation the state had seen after a series of tornadoes came and left uh, a couple dozen people dead, thousands of homes and businesses destroyed. Um, but at that point, there was no plan to um, to rush the end of session to pass an emergency budget. Uh, go on recess until June 1st. None of that was on our radar at the time. So we're going to catch you up on what has happened <laughs> since then. Uh, of, of course, not everything, but just hit some of the um, the main points as it pertains to state government and politics here in Tennessee. Of course, not a, a lot has changed. But looking back on let's let's go back to the last week of session, which we didn't know uh, up until I believe it was uh, March 15th really is when kind of conversations began popping up. But we found out that the session would end the following day. That would be Monday, March 16th. Uh, that's when the speakers and the governor issued a joint statement, uh, really kind of signaling a, a shift and a pivot to fully acknowledge that this uh, coronavirus pandemic is, in fact, not going away anytime soon and will drastically change life in Tennessee. And that was just a few days after they had essentially said, we're going to keep going business as usual. And then they they moved to closing down um, the, the state legislative office building and the Capitol to the public. Um, the final week, they're really just being members, staff, and media allowed in the building. Um, so, so that final week involved um, them rushing to pass a, a list of about 30 bills, they didn't get all of those done, um, that they had deemed essential, that they have to get done. If they can't do anything else this year, they're going to get these bills done, um, as well as pass a completely overhauled budget from what the the governor had originally unveiled in February. Um, they, they cut pretty much all the new spending that had been proposed, um, a number of different projects, and they beefed up the state's rainy day fund, uh, another $350 million, I believe. Yeah, and and there were also some curious inclusions of bills that were filed and 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 rushed through during the session, including a couple that attempted to clean up some lawsuits that uh, the state faced as a result of passing laws last year. One related to sex offenders, another related to um, uh, voter registration drives, uh, and then there was also uh, a lot of Democrats and others balking at the inclusion in the governor's uh, revised budget. 
of funding for the uh, education savings account or voucher program. Uh, of course, that is a signature element uh, that the governor has wanted. Um, in the final week of this most recent uh, hurried session, uh, the gov- governor made sure that that remained a priority uh, and told members of uh, House leadership, at least that we know of, uh, that this funding had to remain and that he did confirm to us, uh, reporters, that the um, the program would be uh, still set to launch this fall. Yeah, and, and all of this is as no one knows what, what school is going to look like in August, certainly. Um, the, the plan is to, is to move forward with the voucher program. So, so rushing to to get out of session, they're calling it a recess, not an adjournment, although, you know, who knows what's going to actually happen come June 1st. Maybe they'll come back for five minutes and adjourn. Maybe they will take up business. The other thing, ju- just real quick on that, they don't have to come back. They have the option to kick it down the road one day at a time, from what I understand. So if they, they, they have the call to come back on that day, but say it's looking bad, they could just continue to push that uh, sure. Come return one more day at a time. I yeah. So, so they may, um, I, I, it was explained to me, the clerk, I guess, has to gavel in and out every day and say there's no quorum. That's right. Uh, so I guess that would have to go on day after day until they came back to formally adjourn. Um, so who knows what's going to happen with that. But in the absence of them returning, um, it's meant that a number of some of the major legislative initiatives they had they had hoped and planned to take up this year are, are really tabled. That includes uh, the governor's big um, abortion restriction bill, what they called the administration's pro-life bill, which would have enacted a number of pretty wide-ranging abortion restrictions in the state. That that That's off the table unless they can come back and take it up. Um, the governor's permitless carry uh, initiative for guns to allow people to, conceal, to carry concealed and open carry without a permit um, – that's off the table unless they can come back and do it. The same thing uh, with some of the more controversial efforts like the governor's family leave bill and um, what the legislature was going to do to respond to the governor's decision to allow refugees to continue coming to the state. All of those things are 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 just unresolved at this and point. And that's not even to mention the pet projects and ideas that members of the legislature wanted to uh, pass before they hit the campaign trail. Many of uh, these folks use this legislation as a way to say, look, I'm fighting for your uh, your causes, your ideas, your beliefs uh, while they campaign as evidence and point to laws that they, they enacted or tr- help you know, enact. Uh, those things are gone right now. Those things are on pause. Of course, they're not dead for the year, again, uh, given the provision that they do return. Uh, it's going to be a difficult uh, and weird campaign season, though, if lawmakers were to return and probably uh, put up some of these measures that one might question, are they a necessity? And how will they pay for it? Exactly. Uh, in, in a period when it, yeah. the state may be going through a recession, which has been alluded to by by leadership, uh, the state may you know see uh, hundreds of thousands of people file for unemployment. Uh, It it may see thousands uh, of deaths uh, as a result of the ongoing pandemic. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be hard to justify pet projects at this point. Um, Even if they do return and try to take up business, I I don't know where in the budget there's going to be room to fund some of these new projects. So uh, we will see what happens with that.
As uh, we continue to, to cover uh, the ongoing coronavirus pandemic, uh, the latest numbers indicate that, uh, again, this is as of this recording, which uh, would be the numbers from Monday. There were 1,800 confirmed cases, 148 uh, hospitalizations, and 13 fatalities across Tennessee. That is all but certain to rise as uh, we have seen this pandemic spread throughout the world, uh, including the United States, which is now uh, has confirmed the most number of cases by far of any country in the world. Uh, this appears to have no limits in Tennessee. Uh, most recently, the governor issued what he is calling a what is safer, safer at, at home, home, which is policy. what what mayors across the state had called there. So John Cooper had started that that phrase, and then other mayors have. Um, pick that up. And, and maybe that started in other states as well. But that is sort of what they've been calling um, their version of stay-at-home orders, certainly not shelter-in-place mandates. Um, but these these orders that, that mayors around the state have put out, and now the governor has, um, telling people don't go out unless you really need to, but also not putting any punishment per se in place if they do? Yeah, it's it's largely encouragement, uh, which we have seen uh, in other states. They've done similar things. Uh, several uh, states have, have issued shelter in place, ranging from Illinois, uh, Louisiana, uh, New York, of course. And there has just been this chorus of, of local mayors in Tennessee, doctors and others calling for Governor Bill Lee to issue a shelter in place and, and making it a mandate. Uh, the governor did not do do that, uh, at least as recently as Monday, when he came out with this encouragement. Uh, it will be interesting to see if people heed that encouragement. Of course, we will be uh, trying to keep and assess, um, uh, you know, whether that is be being followed. But uh, this, as you know, is always changing day to day. And now for some news about the future of Grand Divisions podcast. So as we all are very much aware, um, these are incredibly uncertain and perilous times. Um, and most of us are working from home. Many of us who are able to do that are doing that. Um, and that's certainly the case for Joel and I. And at this point, we we don't know if we're going to be able to put out a podcast every week or really with any uh, regularity um, for the foreseeable future. So our, our company this week has announced that we are um, going to be taking mandatory furlough weeks. And, and Joel, you can chime in on how you're going to be one of the, the first to start that off for us. Yeah, on Monday uh, through Friday of next week, I will be not getting paid and sitting at home. Um, hopefully, I can figure out a way to buy the time. But uh, essentially, this is a company-wide mandate. We own 261 dailies across the United States, Gannett does. Uh, that includes the Tennessee and others throughout the state. Um, we will not know how this, uh, you know, plays out with uh, direct impacts to coverage. Um, of course, we are still trying to do our jobs, but you know, we uh, taking a week off at a time will certainly hinder our ability to, um, uh, you know, to do that. Um, we we you know understand the financial situation that journalism is in, uh, and we appreciate you know the sensitivity of that. That, but it, it nonetheless um, makes it difficult for us to have to uh, set aside life and, and, and work for a week um, while this is going on and also, you know, covering uh, this all important pandemic that is going on right now. And I'll be I'll be on furlough the, the week after Joel. So we will um, essentially be alternating our furlough weeks um, 
we're, we're going to be doing this a week a month for the next few months at least. Um, so that way we can still you know, have some kind of state politics reporter on the clock at all times. Um, so we'll continue to be covering the news for you. But, but it's going to be difficult to record podcasts um, when we're alternating these furlough weeks and we aren't allowed to bring guests into our building at this point uh, due to company protocol. And so it makes all of this very difficult to put out a podcast. Um, and, and news is, is just changingly rap- changing rapidly, as we all are aware. Um, this is a, is a fast-moving situation. And so... Um, at this point, we we can't commit to putting out podcasts, but we uh, we will come back when we can, if we can, and um, maybe that will be an occasional episode here or there, or maybe it'll be once things settle down. If if we're all still around, we can um, we can do that. But we we want to thank you all for listening and um, subscribing and supporting what we're doing and reaching out to us and emailing us and tweeting at us um, and telling us that you're listening. And that has meant so much to us. Um, and we have, we've really enjoyed getting to, to have this show and, and provide you guys with updates. And, and, and to echo that, I mean, I, I can't think of how many people came up to me, you know, after we started this podcast and, and recognize your voice. Yeah. They don't, you know, recognize your writing, you know, per se, but when they hear your voice, you're like, oh, the, the, you're the, the person, you know, that I listen to every week. Um, Which uh, is hilarious because it's such a small niche <laughs> group of people who would be interested in Tennessee politics, but we are grateful for you all. We are. And, and you know, it, it's it's sad to, to have to take a break, but we, you know, life circumstances certainly, uh, have, have, uh, forced us to adapt and change. And we will try and continue to provide you as much information, uh, and keep you as up to date as we can. Again, as Natalie said, we really appreciate the readership, the listenership, uh, and everybody that is encouraged and, and been a part of this interesting adventure that, uh, really began, uh, about a year and a half ago and it's taken different forms over time. We've I interviewed think almost two years ago. Uh, Mayor uh, June you're right. Will be two years, yeah. 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 Um, we have interviewed, you know, countless politicians, countless uh, staff. Uh, we've we've talked about a number of subjects. We've hoped to provide an outlet to people that, you know, uh, I always suspected there was an itch that needed to be stra- scratched in Tennessee politics, and we certainly hope we, that we were able to do that. So again, uh, from the bottom of our hearts, we really appreciate your listenership, uh, and we'll keep you updated as, you know, more developments continue. Uh, so with that note, uh, that's all we've got this week on Grand Divisions. Again, please check us out on Twitter. Uh, you can find us at Grand Divisions 3. Um, we will try and keep that updated as much as we can. Uh, you can also find us, uh, Natalie and I, on Twitter ourselves. Please continue to check the Tennesseans website and all of the USA Today uh, Gannett properties here. And consider subscribing if, if you do read our work and, and value what we're doing. That would be much appreciated. Um, Again, we really appreciate your listenership, and we hope to see you in the future. I'm Joel Ebert. And I'm Natalie Allison.